I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Olay Speaks podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Danny, coming to you for episode 182. And if you want to listen to this episode, previous episodes, and all future episodes, feel free to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen to it on us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you think I'd know 100-something episodes into this, how it goes, uh, feel free to give us a five-star rating or a review. Uh, we always appreciate those to uh, get us in good standing with the algorithm god. So, uh, as I teased on the Monday episode, it is just me today, but I'm not alone. Uh, the other guys, they're enjoying a day off, but I am here with my Fiorentina rooting friend, Mr. Tito, the head honcho at Viola Nation, our sister blog at SB Nation. Hello, Tito. Hey, Danny. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself, my friend? Although... As we're talking offline, uh, we're coming to you a, a day after not so great Fiorentina things happened. So, uh, still doing okay outside of that? Yeah, you know, you could have just said the day after Fiorentina things happened. We, uh, it's the, it means the same thing. No, I'm doing good, man. Just came back from a little bit of vacation, like no internet reset. Feel great, and then coming back for a nice Monday game and watching Fiorentina get kicked right in the crotch. Just such a nice reset back into the. Uh, Back into the real world, you know. Welcome back. Thank you. The things that you are so <laughs> that you are used to are now going to be reminding you what they are right away. 
Yikes. All right. Well, obviously, with uh, Juventus and Fiorentina playing each other this weekend, that is why we have uh, enlisted the services of Tito to tell us all about his favorite club. So, Tito, you know, you look at the form guide, and obviously you see loss, loss uh, on back-to-back Mondays. Are those losses representative of how Fiorentina's doing, or does the overall level of play not necessarily stand in line with how they're how they're doing uh, form wise coming into uh, this weekend's game. I mean, I'd say it's a little column A, little column B. Honestly, I mean, they did shell Jukaricki, the Serbian team in the Conference League, six nil in between those games. So it's not like everything is irrevocably broken, right? It's just enough to give us a little more hope. Uh, I think the Empoli game was. I actually did the research on this Fiorentina's record coming out of the international break over the past five years and probably earlier is horrendous. They average half a point less per game in those outings than they do uh, regularly. And I think that combined with a local Derby, I mean, the Derby dell'Arno, you know, the, the neighbors always get up for that one. It's one of their biggest games of the year. And I think Fiorentina has a little bit of a a big brother syndrome where they may not take it quite as seriously. And that leads to them getting ambushed occasionally. I think between that, just the fixture congestion, a bunch of key players coming back from international duty, a whole bunch of people in the comments on social media, like people I text with were saying like, oh yeah, this is absolutely a loss. Like this is classic Fiorentina come back and lose. So I don't think, you know, I'll recycle one of my dad's favorite lines. I wasn't angry. I was just disappointed. (laughs) And then this Lazio game, I think, was uh, also a little bit of an outlier. I mean, if you look at the like the XG numbers or anything, it's going to look like Lazio beat Fiorentina up pretty bad, despite it being a one nil. But I think that is not remotely what happened. If you actually watched the game, Fiorentina were miles better in the first half. Lazio were probably better in the second half. And then a couple of. uh, a couple of penalty decisions uh, right before halftime and then right before full time. Pretty much doomed Fiorentina. And, you know, that's just how it goes. Obviously, we're a, a, a decent chunk of the season into the season, I should say. You know, we're, we're basically a, a, a little bit past the quarter mark. Knowing that uh, Fiorentina are in the Conference League because Juventus were basically the expected came down before the season started and no Europe for, for our favorite team over here on this side of the, the zoom call. How do you feel like your team has handled that wonderful usual Thursday, Sunday grind? And I mean, up to this point, how would you kind of define the season? Cause you look at it, Fiorentina's not so far behind Juventus in the, in the Serie A standings. Yeah. Sixth place, even after the loss today, which is very impressive. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, yeah, Fiorentina can realistically push for a Champions League spot this season, which I think is, uh, let's say, a little ambitious, <laughs> frankly. But I think that climbing up into the Europa League is a genuine possibility. I think finishing outside of any of the European places would be a, a pretty serious disappointment. It's been a kind of funny season. You know, sixth place this late in the season is as good as Fiorentina's been in a in a little while. But I also think if you look at the underlying numbers, they paint a somewhat unflattering picture of the team. And I think the the product on the field bears that out. Uh, I think some of that is just personnel based, you know, switching from Sofian Amrabat to 
Arthur Mello as your regista is a pretty significant alteration in uh, in playing styles. I think that's the big one. Uh, the lack of a of a reliable striker, you know, over the past, geez, what's it been like two years now since Dusan Vlaovic did the unthinkable. I mean, Fiorentina's never figured that out. I think they've got, I think, one league goal from both of their strikers this year so far, which is uh, generally a bad thing, I would say. Generally a very bad <laughs> thing. Generally, yes. Generally, yes. yes. I mean, I don't, you know, don't want to generalize here, but in this case, but also they've, I think Fiorentina's been fairly good. Uh, they've had a lot of, like, minor injury things, a lot of squad depth issues. I mean, they went into the season, I think, with maybe the best set of fullbacks in Serie A. And now two or three of them are on the shelf at any given moment. So that's been an adjustment. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think they're probably about where they ought to be in Serie A, just based on results. Again, a couple of uh, real bad performances, but a few very good ones. And then in Europe, I think they've underwhelmed a little bit, aside from that 6 nothing win. Uh, they've had a pair of 2-2 draws against uh, Genk and Ferencvaros. And I, I think it's fair to say they should have won both of those and and didn't. But, you know, five points from three games, they're still very much in it. So that's not a problem. And as we have seen last year from Fiorentina, you can reach the Conference League final without winning your group. So I don't think anyone's panicking yet. Yeah, I, I won't ask you to to spell Ferencvaros on the spot, mainly because uh, a couple of years ago, Juventus played them, and I certainly wasn't able to spell it on the spot. But you mentioned our favorite Plus Valenza Brazilian midfielder, <laughs> Arthur Mello. Obviously, he has started the season from at least the outside looking in fairly well. There's already rumors that Fiorentino want to make it a permanent deal from maybe not the most reliable sources, but you figure if he keeps playing well, it's going to get there at some point. How would you kind of sum up his season? And uh, do you feel like Fiorentina are ready to help Juventus get out of this financial holder in and uh, send some more millions of uh, Rocco's money over to Turin? So that's two different questions, Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think Arthur's been actually very good this year. I was, if I'm honest, I was pretty skeptical of him initially. I think. Gee, past, why? I wonder why. Yeah, right. I mean, I think his past couple of years, like, I don't think it's unfair to say that he's been either bad or unlucky with injuries and just pretty, pretty rough couple of years for him. Uh, but he's been fantastic. He's really good on the ball. Uh, I think what I've been very interested in is that he's playing a is the deepest midfielder usually, and he's been really good helping Fiorentina build out of the back. I think through the first two thirds, especially, he's been really good. He has not been as influential in the in the attacking third as I would have hoped, but you know, I think everyone up there for Fiorentina is underwhelmed, so I'm not grading him too harshly on that outside of that context. I would not be surprised if Fiorentina tried to make it make it a deal. Joe Barone, the the team president, has definitely had a little bit of an obsession with acquiring players who used to play at, you know, the super clubs. I mean, Franck Ribéry, I think, is probably the most obvious one, but Jose Callejon 
former Napoli, and then before that, former Real Madrid. Uh, I mean, there's several others, and he's. I don't think there's really been any secret about that. He he sees that as a way to raise the club's profile. So I would I would bet that there is definitely some appetite in Florence to make that deal permanent. I, I would be interested to see what those negotiations look like, both in terms of uh, you know, just what the financial figures are going to be, and also. I think there is the issue that, uh, as, you, as you're probably aware, Rocco and Joe have made no secret of their <laughs> disdain, let's say, for uh, for some members of the org I think that's charge. a mild way of putting it, yeah. I'm trying really hard to uh, avoid any libel lawsuits here, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, slander, I guess, because we're speaking out loud. So yeah, I, I do wonder if that could get acrimonious also, just because of all the other times that's happened and the a lot of the sniping back and forth i mean also with uh the recent shakeups for the bianconeri in the uh in the boardroom i wonder if that kind of gives it a a little bit of a cleaner slate to get business done yeah but i think i think if Juve is willing to sell for like i don't know 15 to 20 i wouldn't be surprised if if fiorentina jumps on it i think more than that's going to be a tough sell but on the other hand the Viola do have a lot of money from player sales over the past couple of years that they have not invested back into the team. It has gone into the uh, the Rocco B. Comiso uh, <laughs> training center, which is, let me assure you, as has every member of the media who has been, I have not, so I, this is only me reporting, is the finest facility in Europe and is a true... Yeah, just a really impressive job by Fiorentina and has justified everything else, I would say. Yeah, I remember the the pictures from when the, the Juve women played over there. And it looked, oh, it, looks, man, it looks good. It does. It's, I almost managed to keep a straight face through that whole yeah. thing. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I mean, if they could figure out a way to keep the, the Chingali, the feral hogs out of there. Yeah, I bit, might I be bit really on the nice. sarcasm. You had me going. So congratulations. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm a, again, just trying to be really... Positive mental attitude here, man. Yeah. You know, everything's great. Everything's great, Danny. It's the refresh. You're coming back, Mr. Positivity. Oh, yikes. You got a, a wine glass full of who know who knows what there, and uh looks like you're in need of a refill. So we'll we'll continue talking, Fiorentina. Obviously, uh, this is what year three of Vincenzo Italiano's uh grand experiment. Yeah, yeah year three. How would you say year three has been different from year two, other than just say the uh the table position? To, to begin the season? I think it's been in some ways more of the same. I think people are getting a little bit more frustrated with some of the things that he hasn't fixed, particularly defensively. Fiorentina just looks very fragile, especially on the break. I think his inability to really create a system that gets anything out of his strikers is continuing to frustrate a lot of people. Again, one goal from both strikers through the league campaign is suboptimal so i think those are the two main complaints he's definitely shown to his credit he's shown some real tactical evolution i think uh his first year fiorentina was obsessed with keeping possession second year a little bit more as well this year we're seeing him go a little more vertical i think and i think that's a recognition of the fact that uh the viola just don't really have the the players who are good at breaking down a deep block i mean that's which is fine. Like those are the most valuable players in the world, right? Are guys who can break down a deep block. So I think that he's 
shown a willingness to uh, to go vertical and open the game up a little bit, introduce a little bit more chaos in hopes of getting especially his wingers uh, a little bit more isolated in space against against unset defenses. I think that's been a, a pretty interesting wrinkle from him. Uh, I think his substitution patterns still a little bit frustrating for a lot of people. But I think he's, I mean, his his deep buildup shapes are really cool. He does a lot of cool stuff uh, with what he's doing with his fullbacks. This year, he's turned Lucas Martinez Cuarta, who is nominally a center back, into something between a center back, a box-to-box midfielder, and just a full-on <laughs> striker. Like, you'll see him just pop up in the opposing penalty box in open play sometimes just because he feels like it, and it's utterly delightful. It's yeah, this, so fun. This, this is something we've talked about a few times online where I am very confused by what you're tweeting, and I have to ask for even more clarification than <laughs> usual. I Yeah, it's it's really odd, but it's I think it's work, too. I mean, Martinez Cuarta is sometimes a little shaky as a defender. Just because he wants to be involved in everything, he's a like a statistical anomaly. If you look at uh, like FB ref for tackles and interceptions, he's way up at the top for everything. And I think Italiano finally said, "All right, well, let's turn him loose. Like, just go go run around out there and create havoc." And he's done it and embraced it. And Italiano has created a system that allows him to do that and brings the best out of everyone. So again, I think he's a I think he's a really smart manager, and I think he's shown some evolution and some flexibility. But you know, he's still learning on the job, right? Like he's been. I mean, this is what his fifth year as a Serie A coach, and only his second in Europe. So I think getting his uh, rotation patterns, his substitution patterns, and like some of the finer nuances of uh, the in-game tactical adjustments, especially, he's still working on that, and that's fine, right? Like. He's not going to be the finished article right now. Theoretically, we're all going to get better at our jobs as we go on, right? Like, imagine how much better this 182nd podcast is than the first one. Well, I can tell you there's much more to talk about now compared to the first one, seeing as we were smart enough to start a podcast a month into lockdown in Italy when we didn't know when Serie A was coming back. So at (laughs) least there's that. (laughs) Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, man. <laughs> Just pure, uh, pure Golacho talking about. Uh... The glory days back in the nineties, exactly two thousands, exactly trying to trying to figure out what the heck is going on, and uh, I don't, I can't even remember if we really had an answer for that. But <laughs> you you mentioned uh, Italiano on the low block, obviously, or facing a low block. Juventus, as you know, tend to play a low block with their current manager. Uh, <laughs> so I guess you know, fully turning the attention toward this weekend. Combine Juventus's low block with the lack of production out of your strikers. Uh, is that the biggest area of concern for Fiorentina, do you feel like, or is it something different? Uh, no, that's definitely it for me. I mean, I, I think second place is probably uh, stupid turnovers at the back, which Fiorentina do love, and giving, say, Federico Chiesa a lot of space to run into. Not really excited about seeing that happen probably four or five times. Uh, but I think the, yeah, Fiorentina's attack is probably the bigger, the bigger concern to me. I will say there's a chance. It sounds like that, uh, Cristiano Baraghi is going to be fully fit. There's a chance that Michael Coyote, the, uh, uh, former Juventus Primavera player actually, or youth product. I don't think he ever made it to the Primavera who's been utterly fantastic. Uh, he was with the, the Fiorentina Primavera last year. And got promoted this year, and we're like, oh, he might make a nice backup. That'll be exciting to see him get minutes in the Coppa Italia. And he started the first game and has looked incredible. Uh, picked up an injury, unfortunately, against Jukarizki because they, you know, brought their sledgehammers onto the field. <laughs> but there's a chance he's going to be fit for Juve, which would, I think, make a big difference as well. But yeah, figuring out what to do in that final third is just. I'm not very excited about seeing Fiorentina pin Juve back for probably 60 minutes, say, of the 90, and then just sort of lose steam and bring it out, bring it around the back and just, you know, do the donut thing where you work it all the way down to one corner flag, back out, all the way back through the center backs, back down the other wing, and just back and forth like that all game with no penetration, no uh, no real inventiveness, and just pray that you know, Nico Gonzalez can do something really cool. Yeah. And I was going to ask about Nico next. I mean, do you feel like he's kind of the, the guy that has to play well to have a chance against Juventus? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's Fiorentina's best player, hands down. I don't think it's particularly close. Uh, I think I, I actually wrote about this a little bit for the game today, looking back at the uh, Lazio game, rather. So he he played from the left against Lazio, and a lot of people think that's not where he's at his best. He's a left-footed player. Naturally, you want your star left-footed attacker, who's a winger, on the right wing where he can cut inside. Uh, he scored one goal 
sort of outside the box since joining Fiorentina. I mean, the vast majority of his goals are headers or, I mean, kind of scrappy poachers finishes. So I don't think that putting him on the left is really the issue there. I mean, the issue is getting him isolated against a fullback who's generally shorter and just letting him attack the back post and win headers because he he's not as tall as I am. I think he's, you know, maybe 5'10", which is what, uh, 175 centimeters or something. You're asking the wrong guy there for conversions. Oh, come on, man. I know that you got that uh, that Euro blood in you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Euro blood. I don't know. I don't have some of the Euro knowledge. Yeah, uh, well, regardless. Uh, yeah, he's he's got just an incredible ability to jump. I bet you he could dunk on a on a full sized basketball hoop. He's just in, he's got an amazing leap on him and isolating him against uh, smaller defenders has really been Fiorentina's best weapon. Uh, the problem, of course, is you have to have someone who can cross to the back post effectively to use that. So I think that finding that winger on the other side has been a real issue. Yeah, what what has gone into that? Because you look at Fiorentina's roster, and there's obviously a whole lot of wingers, from what I remember. Oh, yeah. Is it Has it just been a, a lack of nobody's really kind of taken the bull by his horns and, and run with the chance? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josep Brekalo, I think, is the leader in minutes for non Nico Gonzalez wingers. And I just don't really see the point of him. If I'm perfectly honest. Uh, I mean, you'll, you'll remember him from his time in Torino. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, decent technical player, but just lacks the athleticism to beat his man. Uh, and is been, I don't know how else to say this. He's been bad this year. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, just like, Receiving a, a a ten yard pass that just clangs off of his foot and goes like ten yards away from him, and losing the ball that way has happened more than once. He's comically one footed, can only use his right, so he's always trying to come back in onto his right. Which, you know, if you're trying to cross to someone at the back post, it really changes the timing of those runs. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see it for him. I don't think he's particularly useful uh the other options out there ricardo sotil i love him because he is the most handsome man maybe in the world but uh i mean he's still an incredible dribbler really explosive ball carrier uh i think he had a i think his back injury last year he's still working his way back he doesn't have that dynamism he used to have and his uh fatal weakness has always been that he gets into the final third and his brain just shuts off which is a real shame for such a handsome guy. Just smoldering eyes with nothing behind them. Christian Kwame, I think, is honestly probably underutilized. He led the Conference League in assists last year. I mean, he's fast. He works super hard, gets back and defends really well. Decent crosser, good in the air. I I actually think he is probably the best option uh, against Juventus, although Italiano may well disagree with me there. Imagine that. Uh, And then Jonathan Nicolne, his only ever played on the right. He's also left-footed, really likes to come inside and uh, act almost as an extra 10 sometimes. Yeah, I don't... He's He just never plays on the left for Italiano, so I don't think that's an option. So yeah, there's your uh, there's your rotating cast of like, if you squint real hard, you can see one of them working well. <laughs> but uh, eventually, you just, you're just squinting, man. And that's all yeah. you're doing. Yeah. No, I know what you mean there. I, I guess to wrap things up, we'll 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 play. I guess we can call it a little game. You know, if 
We'll play a little game of fill in the blank. Juventus beats Fiorentina if, and then Fiorentina beats Juventus if. Ooh. And scoring more goals than the other isn't uh, isn't applicable here. Thanks. So you're going to take my uh, high school coach's analysis out of this one. Tough. Yeah, I know. Uh, Sorry. Uh, dang it, Danny. All right. Well, yeah. So I guess all these notes I took are uh, useless now. <laughs> no. no, you can't see it. But now all the the legal pad paper are just going. Oh along. yeah, just shredding them up like a like a cat. In a... Yep. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think that Juventus wins. Uh, honestly, if Allegri's usual door tactics work, which they probably will, frankly, uh, Fiorentina wins if there's an act of God. I think is the the short answer. I don't know. I mean, I I think that Juve has not actually been quite as good as I thought they would be this year. I thought that not having any European games would make them just complete runaway juggernaut leaders in Serie A. And it, as you're aware, it hasn't quite worked out that way. I feel like there's a few weaknesses. Uh, and I could, I mean, even away from home, I can see them getting the first goal and then just going into the bunker and not coming out and conceding. And it's it's just so hard to change your mindset after that. But I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I never have good feelings about uh, playing Juve. On the other hand, Fiorentina has played Juventus pretty well the past couple, three years, I think. And, uh, you know, sometimes the players really get up for it. And I think the uh, other underrated thing here, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. Sorry, am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yes. I can't believe I'm about to say this proper football man bullshit. But uh, the Stadio Artemio Franchi crowd is incredible. I think it's probably the most underrated atmosphere in Italy. I mean, for the and for this, the this, is, this is you being serious compared to when you fooled me with complete poker face last time, correct? Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, that that uh, was it in the Copa last year against uh, uh Vlaovic's first game back. Uh, the Paramount Plus commentators said they had to turn off the pitch side mics because the crowd noise was so loud uh, that they like, they just couldn't hear anything. So like all the stadium noise was coming into the press box. Like a, the Franke is crazy yeah, and has been way more so in the past few years. And I think that kind of stuff really can provide a boost sometimes, especially for a team that feels like it's got its back against the wall and feels like it really has something to prove. Yeah, I, I feel pretty safe in saying that Juventus will be facing one of the better away atmospheres this weekend. Just oh, yeah. knowing, as you said, the last couple of years, what it's been like between the two clubs, and then obviously just the you know very much the the feelings toward Juventus that uh, Viola supporters <laughs> like yourself have. So diplomatically put, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I'm just hoping it doesn't get into like the racist stuff that does occasionally yeah, pop up that there like it does everywhere there. else yeah uh but yeah i mean barring that which if i have to write another article about that i'm gonna i have to write one of these every year and i'm gonna lose my mind if i have to do it again and i know i will but yeah aside from that it is just a, an incredible atmosphere and i do think that does give fiorentina a tangible advantage sometimes especially against big rivals Right on. Well, I, I for one, am looking forward to this weekend. Uh, obviously, we hope for different kind of news as you get distracted by my cat jumping on his perch behind me. Oh, he's so handsome. 
I know this is an audio medium, so this doesn't yes. really work, but like, God, what a wonderful man he is. Yeah. Yes. What Domino. a wonderful man. He's licking his armpit right now. That's right. I know he's trying to to get his foot. So yeah, there's there's some good times going on. If uh, <laughs> if we had video with this, Tito, uh, before you leave, where can we find your work? And I'll just slip in the question: When is Viola Station coming back? Oh man, uh, well we're at violanation.com is the website. Again, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this are Juventus fans, but do stop by. It's like a really fun community in the comments. Everyone's super nice. They're nice to I'm me, hoping. knowing who I root for. Yeah, we, we actually love Danny. He's one of our favorite people. Uh, we're also <laughs> at Viola Nation on Twitter. If you feel like getting involved in that hellscape, and I don't see why you would. Uh, and for Viola Station, we are actually, we got a couple of things in the works to get that back underway. I think, uh, I mean, as you know, having all the all the funding cut for that from SB Nation and the higher-ups there, we were trying to figure out if we wanted to keep going and what that would look like. Uh, also, producer Mike uh, for us got married. And so we figured like, hey, let's just go ahead and take some time off and let him do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, congrats again, producer Mike. Lovely wedding. Super happy for you and Elena. Hey, and while we're celebrating things, happy birthday, Danny. Thanks, buddy. Forgot to. Uh, I'm, yeah, appreciate I the does. gift I got from you as I showed up back <laughs> to my uh my house here in Oregon, I had a uh, I had a special delivery of uh, a, a pepperoni pizza from Tito waiting for me at my front door when I pulled into my uh, garage. So that's to show you this this is this friendship of ours is not not so uh, you know it goes beyond just talking on a microphone or doing guest posts for each other's uh, or Q and A's for each other's uh, websites. So I mean that that pizza was for the cat, but I'm glad you enjoyed it too. <laughs> <laughs> on that note we'll wrap it up tito as always we appreciate you stopping by you are always welcome on the pod we appreciate you uh like tito said follow him at viol nation on the twitter machine or whatever the hell they call it these days uh follow us at juventus nation on twitter follow the fans first sports network at fans first sn fans first.com fans first sports.com i always screw it up uh you think i'd know it by now <laughs> for all the podcasts around the network so yeah, if you listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, if you listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to leave us a nice five-star rating or a review. So for Tito, for Sam, for Chucks, for Sergio, and for producer Couch, this is Danny saying thank you very much for listening. Oh, and for Domino too behind me. Uh, this is Danny saying thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys Monday. <laughs> <laughs>